Progress. Okay, we're up to Dafiatessim at Bayes. Um, we're explaining the drush of La'ama. According to Rameyer, if a person sells a slave woman, an Amavriya, on condition that um, you don't do Yiyud, we said that it's effective. We said, I, it's Masna Mashakasa Batayra. So the answer is no. The Pasuk says La'ama. La'ama means that there are times where you just are purchaser as a slave and not as a wife. So the Pasuk explicitly allows, the Pasuk explicitly allows to, um, to, 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 uh, to, to buy a slave on condition that you don't do yid. Okay, so we said, what do the Rabbanon do with La'ama? So the Rabbanon, they use it that you could sell her to a Chayvi Lavin, meaning that Chayvi Lavin, obviously you're not allowed to be Miyayin. If you did, it's Typhus. La'ama tells you that you're allowed to sell her. Revelazar Oimer, a couple lines in the bottom. In Lalamit Shemoichin Lepsulim, Revelazar says, I don't need a Pusik to tell you that you're allowed to sell an Amavriya to Chavi Lavin. Harekvar Nemar, because the Pusik says, Imra'a Beina Adenea. The Pusik says, if she's displeasing in the eyes of the Master, what does that mean? Shiro Binusao. It means it's a marriage that the Torah despises, which is Chavi Lavin. So, so what does La'ama teach you? Again, I already know Chavi Lavin. The Rabbani used La'ama to tell you that you're allowed to sell her to Chavi Lavin. Rabbi says, I already know that from Imra Beinei Adinahu. So what does La'ama teach you? Melamid Shemaychro Dekroibim. It means you could sell her to relatives that are Chavi Krisos. Now, it's interesting. On the one hand, it's worse because Kedushin is not Taifa. So you're basically selling her to a situation where it's not even feasible to do Yud. On the other hand, at least it's not a disgrace. It's not like a mamzer. This is, you're selling her to her brother. At least it's within family. Like, um, it's not a disgrace to her, but it's a marriage that Yud is not even possible. So Rav Lezer says, Why do I need a Pasuk to say you could sell her to a relative? Meaning, Rav Lezer is okay with selling her to a relative even though Yud is impossible. If you're allowed to sell her to Chavi Lavin, which is a disgrace, you should be able to sell her to her brother, or to her uh, grandfather. At least, you know, at least it's not a, you know, Externally a disgrace. Obviously, you can't do yud. So the answer is no. How do you compare the two? When you sell it to Chavi Lavin, Imrat Zliyad at least yud is possible because Kedushin is Typhus. But to allow her to sell it to relatives from Rasliyad Miyad, you can't even do yud. So I need a special posuk. So Rav says the word La'ama teaches you that you could even sell her to Kroivim, even though yud is impossible. Okay? Rav Meir, now Rav Meir uses La'ama to tell you that you could make, a, you could sell her on condition that she doesn't, uh, doesn't, um, she, on condition that she's not, you're not going to do yud, and that's an effective sale. The Rabbanon use La'ama to tell you Chai Lavin are permissible. Rav Lazar says La'ama is not necessary for that, because you have a different Pasuk. Rather, La'ama is to tell you Chai Krisus. How does Rameir know those opinions? Rameir says like this, for Chai Lavin, I'll use the Pasuk of Rav Eliezer, which is Imra Abe Adineha. Bekroivim regarding Chavi Krisus, sell the Karabonot. I'm in Meichel Krisus. Lekroivim. Rameir says you're not allowed to sell to Chavi Krisus, so I don't need a pasuk because it's not true. And Chavi Lavin, I have a different pasuk, freeing up Laama. That's how Rav Meir understands it. Okay, Tani Chada. One price that says Meichel if a man can sell his daughter to his father, so it's selling the daughter to her grandfather, even though obviously you can't uh, marry a grandfather, so it's not possible. but you can't sell her to his son, which is her brother. You can't sell her to her brother, but you can sell her to her grandfather. Now, what, what's the difference? 
They're both Chavik Krisis, both Yud is impossible. We'll analyze that in a second. But another Bryce says, The other Bryce is more consistent, you're not allowed to sell to either. So the Gemara says, I understand why you can't sell to either, because I understand the Bryce that says you can't sell to either Karabana. That follows the view that you can't sell to Chavik Krisis, because Yid is impossible. But the other Bryce that says that you could sell her to her grandfather, but not to her brother, Kiman, I don't understand. Who is this following? Like Rabban, like Ravalezer. Memonashach, if you could sell to Chavi Krisis, both should be permissible. If you can't sell, both should be prohibited. So the Gemara says, Loyalim Karabana. Really, that Brysa follows the sheet of the Rabbana that you're not allowed to sell to Chavi Krisis. Aye, so why are you allowed to sell to the grandfather? Grandfather is also Chavi Krisis. Moidu Rabbanon, Yud. Yud is either the master marrying her or the master's son. Now, when you sell it to your grandfather, the master, the grandfather, can marry her, but the master's son, which is her uncle, could marry her. So partial yield is possible. Therefore, that b'risa permits it. Turn around the b'risa says, In begapa yava begapa yetzi, the Pesach says that the slave comes in with his body and leaves with his body. What does that mean? Begufa nichlas begufa yetzi. It means he enters with his body intact, he leaves intact. What does that mean? We'll explain. Rebels ben Yaakov, I mean, he says, No, the Pesach is telling you, yachad nichlas yachad yetzi. He enters alone and leaves alone. What does this mean? What are the Rabban and Darshan? They say that you enter intact, you leave intact. What does that mean? What it's telling you is that a Jewish slave does not leave if his limb gets broken. We know that a non-Jewish slave, if you hurt the non-Jewish slave and you break a limb, he automatically goes free. The Basak is saying no. That uh, by a body, by a Jew, it's different. Wait a minute, so you're telling me the source that if you hurt a Jewish slave, he doesn't go free. Is from Bigapa Yava Bigapa Yetze. I thought it's learned out Meloy Seitze could say Savadim. I thought it's learned out from that Pusik that says that you shall not leave like non Jewish slaves. So I need two sources for it. The answer is Ime Hasam. If it was from Kitsaitse could say Savadim, Hava Mina, I would say Nasively to me I would say maybe he should still go free, but you should just have to pay him. Meaning a non Jewish slave that has a limb broken, he just goes free. You don't have to pay for the injury, he goes free. Maybe a Jewish slave, from that Pusik alone, I would say a Jewish slave also goes free, but you have to pay. As he's going free, you have to give him money. Comes the second pasuk, Kamash no. The other pasuk tells you, no, he does not go free by an injury. Revolz Ben Yaakov uses the pasuk to tell you, You go in alone, you leave alone. What does that mean? What does it mean? If you, when he bought the Jewish slave, he was single, I'm sorry, he had children and a, and a wife, then you're allowed to give him a Canaanite slave woman to mate with. But Ainli Shavana, but if he came in single, he leaves single. Then Ain Rabin Moisla Shikhakanas. We do not want him to have a Shikhakanas. Tanrabanon. Okay. Nimkar Mamana. Let's say you bought him for a hundred dollars. Now we know that he could obviously buy his way out. He figures out per year how much he's worth and he buys away. You bought him for a hundred, but while he was working his Shabiyah Vaman al Masayim, his value doubled. So now he's 200. So the question is, do we say that when he buys himself out, he buys himself out at the ratio of 100, which is what he was purchased, which would be a leniency for him? Or do you say, no, right now you're worth 200. You got to double your value. So, Menayin, Menayin, She'en, She'en, Mechash, Melayin, How do I know that we're lenient with the slave and he only bought, he only buys his way out based on the original value of 100? Shenem, the Pasas, Mekesef, Meknasa, you go by the money of the purchase. So we're lenient, you go by the value at the time of the purchase. What about the opposite? What about the purchase he was worth 200? And then his value plummeted to 100. So we just got finished saying you go by the time of the value of the purchase. At the purchase, he was more valuable. So you should be strict with him. 
Nimkar if he was purchased for 200, his value went down and now he's only worth 100. And he wants to buy his way out, so do you go by his original sale, which is 200, or his current value, 100? You go with the more lenient. So we're lenient to go by the original purchase, and we're lenient to go by the later purchase. We're always lenient to help the slave. The puzzle is according to his years. So it's interesting. You have a choice to be strict or to be lenient. We're always lenient. We're lenient by the original sale price if that's cheaper. We're lenient by the current sale price if that's cheaper. We're always going to go to help the slave out. So now, these psukim that we're going to be lenient to help him out, I only know that's true for a Jewish slave who was bought by a guy. So maybe in order, we'll punish, okay, so the guy will get a little messed over. Listen, the Goyish, a, slave, a Jewish slave that's bought by a guy, his relatives can redeem him, which is a uniqueness to that. So you see that the, the master, the Goyish master, is already, his, his stance is weakened. So maybe that's, that's when you go by the cheaper value. Nimkal Yisrael how do I know the same halacha applies when he's bought by a Jew, that you always go with the cheaper value to help the slave? Tamalemer Sachar Sachar Zer Sachar Sachar tells you all the halachas are similar. Okay. Amar Abayah. Hareni ki ben Azai b'shuk said, I feel like ben Azai when he was in Tveri, meaning I have a clear mind. Ask me, Shailas. So Amar Humer Abban Abayah. So a certain Rav said to Abayah, Mechdi, Aronson, Hani kra iklamik jachul, kula iklamik jachul. Listen, you could be strict with the slave, one Pasuk says you go by the original price, one Pasuk says you go by the current price. We're always going to be lenient. Whatever is the cheaper one. Current price, cheaper, good. Original price, cheaper, good. Why? You could also be strict. You could say always go with the more... You could, you could say that we go with the original price if it's if it's more money. And you go with the current price if it's more money. I mean, how do you know that the Pasuk... The Pasuk just says you go with the current price, you go by the original price. We're saying always whichever is cheaper. Maybe whichever is more expensive. Maybe it should be hard for a slave to buy his way out. How do you know that you should be strict with a guy? Maybe you should be lenient. How do you know you should be lenient with a guy? Maybe you should be strict with a guy. So the Gemara says like this. The Tanya, so his response is, I'm sorry, Abayah says, we're always going to be lenient. Why? Because the Pasuk treats a Jewish slave very respectfully. As we're going to see in a moment, you have to treat him with a lot of respect. You have to feed him well, you have to give him a good lodging. So it makes more sense that HaKadosh Baruch would have Rahmanis on a slave and it will be make it easier for him to get out. The Tanya, as the writer says, Kitayv la'imach, that Hashem says that the Jewish slave has been good, has, has been good, um, good with you. Meaning, imach b'machal, he has to be with you in food, with you in drink. You have to eat with him, you have to treat him respectfully, you can't just let him eat on the floor. You can't eat fine flour, and he eats inferior flour. You can't be drinking good wine, and he drinks cheap wine. You can't sleep on top of soft matches, and he's just sleeping on straw. But this is the rule. If you buy a Jewish slave, it's like you're buying a master because you have to treat him very nicely. So says Abayah, you see the fact that the Torah treats him so well, it makes sense that they would make it be lenient on him for him to get his way out. So Abayah is the ass Abayah. Maybe the Torah just treats him nicely regarding eating and drinking. Because we don't want him to suffer. But maybe we should still be strict that it should be hard for him to buy his way out. Why would we be strict with him? The answer is, Because the teaching of Yesi Barchanina. This is a very long b'risa. And the basic gist of the b'risa is that a Jewish slave, if he sells himself into slavery, it's because he did sins that caused his bad luck to make him sell into slavery. So every Jewish slave was really a big sinner. So says the Gemara, as we'll see, it's a very long verse. So you see, if if he's such a sinner, maybe we should be strict with him. 
the Tanya, as the Raisa says, Rabbi Yosef Merchinon, Rabbi Yosef Merchinon said, "Boy, Rei Kamakosh Avakushal Shviyas." You want to see how bad Shviyas is, meaning dealing with uh, Shemitah fruit and, and selling it and buying and selling it in an inappropriate way. Because Adam Noisim Noisim Peres Shviyas. If you do the Avera of 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 doing business with Shemitah fruit, the punishment is the Seif Meicheres Metaltov. You'll eventually sell your property. Shenamai, as the Pasuk says, "B'Shnasa Yovel Toshevel Shalachuzasai." The Pasuk describes Shemitah, then it says it describes. How the land is returned by Yovel, which means you, your land is only returned because you had to sell it. You only sold it because you were messing with Shemitz. The Pasuk describes Shemitah, and then it says, You make a sale of goods. So you see, because you're dealing with Shemitah and Yovel inappropriately, it leads to sale. Okay, first step. So you did Shemitah, then it caused you to sell your land. If you did not realize, if you didn't get the message and you still don't do Tshuva, you started by selling your property, like uh, items, bikes, cars, whatever. Then, if you don't get the message, then eventually you're going to sell your field. Which was always a last resort to sell real estate. The Pasuk says, after this parsha, it says, if you become very poor and you sell your land. After this, so first you didn't have any thoughts of tshuva. He kept going. Now it says, Loi basli yada, you will not have any thoughts of tshuva. It's more confident that you're not going to have tshuva until you sell your house. Shem ki imkar The Pasuk describes if you sold a house in a walled city in the process of redemption. Now the Gemara says a quick question. Originally it says, if you didn't get the message, then you'll sell your field. Now it says, if you sold your field, you will not get the message until you sell your house. Like, why are you more confident? Why are you assuming the guy's not going to do tshuva? How come before it said, if he doesn't get the message, which implies that it's still a possibility, now it says, you're definitely not going to get the message anymore. What's the difference? The answer is, this is teaching once a person does an Avera and repeats it without doing tshuva, becomes permitted. Now it's simple, it becomes permitted. Why should it be permitted? If you do an Avera twice and it's motor, of course not. Not like a Heather. It means in your mind it's already like motor, meaning. The, the opportunity to chuv has got to be the initial initial point. Once you already used to the aver, then it's just part of your life. So originally, when you did the aver for the first time, it was a little shocking. You had a possibility of doing chuv, once you do it a couple times, then it's it's already part of your life. Now, so you already sold your field, your items, your field, now your house. Eventually, you'll sell your daughter. The pasuk describes selling a daughter. Now, even though. The sale of the daughter is not written in that section of the Torah. Hakamash Malan, the Torah is teaching you Nizbin Inish Barte Voinizif Berese. The Pasuk is saying like this. The Pasuk is saying um, The Pasuk is saying that it's better. What we're saying is although it's not in the parish, we're saying it's better to sell then what's the next step? The next step in the parish is, is, is ribas, is dealing with interest. It's better to sell your daughter than to do the affair of ribas. My time, what's the reason? The daughter, it's a time thing and it's going to end and you could buy your way out. The ribas just gets stronger and stronger and harder to stop. So now after you're selling your daughter, if you don't do tshuva, you'll eventually over the ribas. Okay, then eventually you sell yourself, and not just sell yourself, you sell yourself to an idol. You're not selling him to a Jew, you're selling it to a ger. And ger is not a Jewish convert, it means someone who lives in Eretz Yisrael, it's a ger toishin. 
Shemagir Toishev. Mishpachas Ger, then the Pasuk says that you'll sell instead, and Ger Toishev at least keeps the Shah Mitzvah's many knives, at least it doesn't do Avay Dezar. Then the Pasuk says you'll even sell yourself to a Mishpachas Ger, there's a Avay That's Mamash idolatry. Kishuwem Laaker, then the Pasuk says, Laaker, go to the next page. So it goes by the levels are you'll sell yourself to a Jew, then you'll sell yourself to a Ger Toishev, at least Kishuwem Mitzvah, then you'll sell yourself to a guy, and then Laaker. Laaker is a reference to idolatry. You'll sell yourself mamish to idolatry, to the idol itself, like you'll work in a church. So you see this entire process shows you that every time a person becomes um, a, an Eved, it's because he did Averis. So Rabbi is saying we should be lenient with him to make it easier because Hashem shows him respect and has Rahmanas. But you see that he did this himself, so maybe we should be strict and make it hard. And make it that you should have to pay the higher value. Rabbi responds, even from those Pesukim that show how all these all these selling is due to sins. What does the pasuk say though? When it describes being sold to a goyish church, it says laaker. Laaker means that that will be destroyed. And the pasuk describes how there's a mitzvah for the relatives to redeem him. The tani, so you see that his point is that even when he did the aver and he becomes a slave, you see Hakadosh Baruch who still has rechmanus on. This Jew went and sold himself to mamish cleaner church. You might think that we don't care about him anymore and just push him off a cliff. The Pasuk specifically says, no, his relatives have to redeem him, he'll be redeemed. So you see that even after doing all this, Hashem still has Rahmanis, therefore we have to make it easier for him to be sold. Because the Pasuk says you have to redeem him. So the Gemara says, Maybe the reason why we redeem him is not because we care about him, we just don't want to have him completely be lost to Goyim. And just because we don't want him to be lost by a church doesn't mean that we should make it super easy. Still make it hard, whatever. Two, that's an extreme. Oh, because we don't want him to be completely lost by a church, that means that we should make it easier for him to redeem himself. Like that. Not, not necessarily. The Gemara says, you know what the answer is? Again, we had a Pasuk. One Pasuk implies that you go by the original price. One Pasuk implies that you go by right now. So we're saying you could be strict or it could be lean. We'll go with lean now. I'll tell you why we went that way. There's actually two other Pesukim. The Pesuk says, If there's an, a lot of time, a lot of years left, If there's a small amount of years left. It sounds like there's greater years and small years. What do you mean? Each year is the same length of time. It says, Great years, small years. What does this mean? Rather, the Pasuk is telling you, if his value becomes greater, go by the original price. If the value becomes smaller, that's what it means. Because there's no other way to understand the Pasuk. The Pasuk says greater years and smaller years. It means if it's greater, then it means, right, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk is saying if it's greater, then you go by the time of the sale. And if it's smaller, then you go by right now. It means in value, not in years. The Gemara says, Maybe the Pasuk means like this, not in value, but just saying. You, you bought him for six years, yeah? After two years, he could redeem himself. That's where there's greater years, because there's the majority of years left. If after four years, he's redeeming himself, he's redeeming himself for two years. That's smaller. Maybe it just means simple Pashup Shad. Smaller and greater. It just means in the amount of years left to his sentence. So how do you know that? How do you know that that's the pasuk? So the Gemara says, "Im Kain." If that was only the pasuk referring to Nichtav Kroy Moed Rabbis Shanim, Imat Nesh Shanim, Mike Bishanim, the extra base, 
You have a Jew who's bought by a guy. It's a Jewish slave bought by a guy. Can he be? Can he redeem himself half the years left? Meaning, let's say he's there for four more years. Can he? And he only has enough money for two years. Can he buy the, at least two years off? Meaning, can he put in the money so that he works for two years, then he's done? Or no? You have to buy it fully or not. Now, what's the difference? He still has enough money now. He can definitely save up for two years. The difference is, what if the price plummets in between or goes up in between? If he could lock it in now, then even if his price goes up, he's still locked it in. He's got the two years free. If he can't be locked in now, then... And it will also work the opposite. If he locks it in now, and then his price plummets, he'll still have to pay more amount. So that, that's the question. What's the question based on? Gulase gulasim steachuzin. There's a concept called steachuzin, ancestral land. If you have land that's part of your family's lineage... We know that by Yoibel it goes back to you. But the halacha is you could redeem it even before Yoibel. If you have enough money, you could redeem it. You could undo the sale. If you, could, you could buy it back against the buyer's uh, wishes. So, the point is like this. You could buy it back against his wishes, but the halacha is you cannot buy uh, half of it. He doesn't go by halves. It's all or nothing. So do we say gulose gulosim seachuza? It says gulose over here and it says gulose by a Jewish slave. Just like Masseachuza, just like an ancestral land. Ain't a nigel chatzon, you can't redeem it by half, it's all or nothing. I find Nami and a nigel chatzon, so over here it's all or nothing. Or perhaps no, we only compare it to ancestral land. Lakula, but not lachumra. So Amr Lay. She said, Lav Amr Hassam, didn't we get finished saying a few days ago? Nimgar kula vilechatsi. You only sell him fully, but not half of him. Let's say. He he's worth a thousand dollars, but he stole something worth five hundred. We will not sell him because that's only half. It's all or nothing. It's got to be equal. So Hanami So to be here, you only have, you can only redeem fully and not half. So the Gemara says, Rabaya im Timsel and What does it mean? Let's say you could redeem by half. As I said, that that means you're locking it. In. So you have four years left. Right now your value is a hundred dollars. So you have a hundred dollars left for the four years. Let's say. You only have 50 bucks. You're like, I'm paying 50. The last two years, I'm already redeemed. If you say, that means, boom, it's already locked in. Now, if your price shoots up, and now you double the price, so you'd have to pay $100 for two years, you're already locked in. If the price plummets, you overpaid. The Gemara says, Lakula, this could be leniency. Let's say you were valued at 100. And you pay for half of your time left, you pay 50 bucks. And then... You locked it in, and if it works, it works. Then your price shot up to two hundred. So now, to redeem yourself, instead of paying two hundred, you already paid him fifty to redeem half, and now you want to do the other half for one hundred fifty. So it's one hundred fifty instead of two hundred. You have may have The but if it doesn't work, you have may have You'd have to pay a full two hundred. That's basically the. I didn't we say The Gemara says, wait a minute. Second. Recording stopped. Press. Yeah, it's just saying like this. You're saying that if it went up, he started at 100, and then he shot to 200, he'll have to pay for 200. But that's not true. We just got finished saying that you always go by the cheaper price. 
So the Gemara says, Ha'amr in Israel, Kisman Mikasef Miknasef. The answer is, Kagun to Oikr, Vizal Oikr. The case was he was 200, then he shot down to 100, paid half, then he went back up. So if he could lock it in, then he'll lock it in as a, at 100. If he can't, then he'll have to pay the 200 price. That's if, that's to help him if it locks in. But Mashkas Lahomra, listen, it's a gamble. It could also hurt him, how so? Zabrim assigned, he was really worth 200. Yav Mea Pagadim, I paid for half, paid $100 to half to get himself out. The Ichsip become Omeya, but then his price plummeted to 100. So that 100 really would buy him out entirely. But so if it's locked in, he locked in at $100, at, at $200 value, it's a gamble. So that's the question. Okay, let's not answer. Let's say you sell a house in a walled city. The halacha is that if you sell a house in a walled city, the halacha is that you only could redeem it for one year. After that, you can't redeem it anymore, and it becomes permanently the buyer's and doesn't even even revert by Yoival. So it's got a leniency and a stringency that it doesn't come back by Yoival, and you only have one year to redeem it. It's a leniency. But, Nigel but you could redeem it half by half, half at a time. I'm sorry, Nigel and The question is, does it work that you could do it half at a time or not? Steachuz ancestral fields cannot. The question is, what about a walled city? Do we compare it to ancestral land? Just like Steyachuza cannot be redeemed by half, half so do this cannot be redeemed by half. Or perhaps no. We only have drushes that we have. We can't just make up our own drushes. Meaning, we know that you can't do half by a Steyachuza. I don't know what the halacha would be by by uh by So Amrle, Nishma. I can learn out from Rav Shimon. I can learn out from Rav Shimon that you can borrow money to pay it off. You don't even have to have the cash. It can be borrowed money and you can do it half at a time. How so? Titania. Rav Shimon has the following discussion. In Gol Yigal, the Pasuk says regarding ancestral fields, Gol Yigal, Now, ancestral fields, the halacha is you can redeem half at a time and you could borrow money to pay it off. Um, Rav Shimon, my time. So Rav Shimon says, what's the reason? The Rabbanu just say that's the Pasuk. Rishim says, what's the reason? Now, meaning we find like this. We find that the seller of the ancestral field, he has uh, enhanced rights. It's easier for him. Why? Because by Yoivil comes back to him. Therefore, his rights um, in redemption were, were harder Rav Shimon disagrees. Meaning, the Rabbanans say that if you're Makdish Steyachuza, you could borrow money and you could do it half at a time. Rav Shimon says, no, it doesn't make sense. Rav Shimon says, the, the, the seller will get it back by Yoival. So we have to, everything's equal. If you get it back by Yoival, which is positive, then you can't do it half at a time. And he says, Makdish but in the case of someone who's Makdish's field, that, the one who's Magdashit is weaker because by Yoival doesn't come back to him. If you're Magdashit, it goes to the Kehanim. So Shimon says, because you're not getting it back by Yoival, which is negative for you, you could redeem it half at a time. So it's a machoikis or Shimon the Rabbanon whether a Steyachuza can be done half at a time. But what's the Pshats? The Rabbanon just have their Shitas, but the Shimon is going with the Svarah. If it's good for you in one way, it's got to be bad for you in another. So let's analyze. We asked the question. 
by a bote or you sold your house in a, in a walled city, can I get it back half at a time? So according to Shimon, yes. Why? Because when you sell it, you only have a year to redeem it, which is a weakness of yours. So to counterbalance, you could do a half at a time. According to Rav Shimon, you would be able to do a half at a time. The Rabbanon, maybe not. You're telling me that by a walled city, you could be done half at a time. It's a lengthy b'risa, and the b'risa basically says clearly that that's not true. The Pasuk says regarding a field that you made hegdish, you're able to redeem, borrow money to redeem it, and you can redeem it half at a time. Now, that's the Pasuk. The truth is, I can make a Kavach When it comes to selling an ancestral field, that your fields, that you have a positive aspect, it's going to come back to you by Yovel, which is a plus. But but what's bad for you is, you cannot be Magdish it half at a time, you can't redeem it half at a time, Magdish. So when it comes to consecration, which is bad for me, it's not coming back by should be bad. If there it's bad for me, it's good for me by and I still can't do it half at a time. This is bad for me, it doesn't come back by Yoyvel. I shouldn't be able to do it half at a time. The Gemara responds, wait a minute. Yeah, the difference is that a steachuza cannot redeem it for the first two years. Magdish, you can redeem it right away. So that's a counterbalance. The response would be, and this is the main key, when you sell your house in a walled city, you can redeem it right away. You have one year to do it. But you cannot redeem it half at a time. So the kasha is like this. This price clearly says you cannot. We just got finished saying that you could. The answer is like Kasha. The response is it's not a Kasha. Harabon or Harav Shimon. Rav Shimon, who goes with this counterbalance argument that if it's good for you, it's got to be bad for you, he would say that but the because it's bad for you, you only have a year to redeem it, you could redeem it half at a time. The Rabbanon who don't care about that, they would say that you cannot redeem it half at a time. Same Kasha, like Kasha, Harabon and Harav Shimon. I will stop here. Pick it up tomorrow.